Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I am Pastor Tom Doherty, and I'm glad you're listening today. Today in the studio, I have a special guest that I've got to know over the years. In fact, I had him on, I don't know how many years ago. We were trying to discuss that, maybe eight or ten, ten years ago, something like that. But he's Dr. Mike Avery from Cincinnati, Ohio, former president of God's Bible College uh, for 22 years, and now is working on uh, seminars and traveling around speaking on spiritual formation. Yes. In fact, he happens to be in town uh, doing one for us for a couple of days, and we're really excited to have him. So, Mike, good to have you. Thank you, Tom. Great to be here. Like I said, you haven't changed much in the last 10 years. You look pretty good. You know, you've been, how long have you been retired from being the president of? Five about, years. Five years. Five years. Yeah. How's the Bible College going over there? Fantastic. Uh, the new president is doing excellent. Uh, enrollment has gone way up. Giving Good. is up. Good. Should have retired earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. So what sets uh, God's Bible College apart from uh, colleges? I mean, if you were going to uh, say, hey, if you come to God's Bible College in Cincinnati, this is this is what it's about. Well, I think the first thing that sets it apart is what I call the GBS experience. Uh, God's Bible School is one of the oldest colleges within the Wesleyan Methodist tradition there is. started in 1900. Wow. And they've always had a strong focus on what happens on campus, the interaction with faculty, interaction in chapel, interaction in prayer meetings, uh, all the activities they have for students. The community life is great. Uh, the spiritual life there is really, really strong. And when a student walks on that campus, it's transformative. There's education everywhere, really, really good education everywhere. But the kind of mentoring and interaction they find there, it's really hard to find anywhere else. Is it like a lot of Bible colleges at a marriage institution? <laughs> and you know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah. They, and we had a saying, we bring them in by, we drag them in by their souls and send them out in pairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I had a, my friend, uh, my, my youth pastor went to Marietta College in uh, San Diego area. I think it's a Calvary Chapel, uh, Chapel College. And, and he came back. Uh, they married. I mean, they got married, and <laughs> said about everybody there gets. Uh, oh, it's a great. But place I'd rather to find you, a wife. man. I'd rather you find a good uh, yes. Christian wife. Yes. I mean, that's yes. That's the thing. These people nowadays they're dating. Uh, they're trying to find somebody to date, and they don't uh, take stock in the importance of not being teamed with an unbeliever. In that's fact, right. just they think, well, I'm just going to win them to the Lord, you know. And <laughs> boy, how many times has that happened? You know, no. it's really it's a what rare they day. are is what they will be. Yeah, and uh, so you better make sure you're get you're marrying what you really want. And the right decision. So yeah. now, what before you were president of uh, God's Bible College, were you a professor or something? Or? No, no, I actually was. I pastored for ten years in Selma, Alabama, and then I took a position with my denomination, the Bible Methodist, uh -huh. as their uh, general mission secretary. They called it then. It's more commonly called missions director for world missions. Okay. So I did that for five years. Okay. Uh, traveled to mission fields, raised money, and promoted missions. So were you in Selma during the Selma years, all the struggles? No, nope, no. Nope. I was there after that. Okay. The, the hangover was still there. Yeah. Um, when I first came there in 1980, uh, I invited, uh, we had Vacation Bible School within two weeks of me coming. So I invited a bunch of uh, uh, just kids, and some of them happened to be black. And... Uh, it was one of the most traumatic experiences of all my ministry. Is that right? 
Uh, I almost uh, I almost ended my career there wow. within days wow. of coming, but we were able to work through it. Well, they uh, say that like the West, most of the West don't, does not understand what went on in the South, and then they don't even have a feel. Even no. if you go back there today, it's not like Boise, no. Idaho. No. And Boise, Idaho, you know, I I don't see Boise as prejudice whatsoever. I personally, I mean, I. I just, I, I just don't see it. I, but uh, so much of the world is. But we only Idaho has seven point seven of one percent African American. Yes, in the state of Idaho, so less than one percent. But uh, I, our church, we have we have a number, and they are wonderful. Oh, they're my dearest friends, and and they're yes. you know they don't no we don't think of each other as black and white or whatever. But well, boy, back other places, uh, you know, we just don't we don't get it here uh, in Idaho. Well, We're very fortunate. It's I know it sounds really really bad. Racism is never good. Prejudices are never uh, good. Yeah. Unfortunately, we all are biased with some prejudices, of whether some we acknowledge it or not. Yeah. But uh, I grew up in the Deep South, and it was it was pretty strong growing up. Boy. And then I went north to Cincinnati. I went to went to God's Bible School. Was that after War- you played for the Reds? Yeah, after uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they recruited me, but yeah. I didn't make it. And I worked in the inner city missions there, down in the ghetto, with uh, all sorts of people. And then so I go back to Alabama to pastor, and somehow all of that had slipped my mind. And so I just began to reach out to oh, everybody, wow. and I didn't realize um, altogether what I was doing. Huh. But the beauty of it is I began to educate and preach and teach to my people there, and their attitudes changed. And later on, uh, I could bring in African-Americans or whoever I wanted. Yeah, that's great. But uh, it, it was probably a little shock to their system. Huh. And the things that did happen in Selma, if you live there, um, it actually was not the local people oh. it was it was sort of a, a people being brought in from the outside right. that were professionally paid yes. agitators yes and that that really soured a lot of people like there is today yes in absolutely. all these different places you absolutely see all over the place it's just so maddening yes of course right now uh we've got <laughs> this world is uh as you well know it's it's on a one-way street in the wrong direction you've got I that mean, right. it is unbelievable i shake my yeah. head i hear the conversations i hear what's going on i'm thinking are you kidding me no. why are we letting the enemy so destroy us we have run so far from god yeah. and and then we want yet we call ourselves righteous we call yeah. ourselves christian when we we have no like First John says, we don't practice righteousness; we practice yeah. the world. And yes. He says, if hey, if you practice sin, you're not of God. That's you know right. what does practice right. mean? Over and over again, you continue <laughs> to do something over and over again. That's exactly. Right. But we just—it's just, man, I could hardly watch the news anymore. I'm yeah. just like, are you it's, kidding? It's bad news. How do you think that way? I mean, yeah. how well. do people think that day? So I was listening to a guy named uh, uh, Greg Glory. And, yeah. and and Greg, uh, I met Greg here in Boise. We had a uh, harvest festival recently, but I got to meet him last year, and he lost a son like I lost a son, so we had that in common. But Greg, uh, he said the other day, he just said, uh, he said, I somebody said, do you believe this is the last days? And he said, I believe it's the last days. He said, I believe it 100%. I mean, of course, none of us know the day or the hour, no, but we, no. but we, but you know, you got to look at these things, you see what's happening, and you just think, are you kidding? Maybe it is. But I tell people, I've told people for years and years, you got to live ready, you know? Oh, absolutely. Of course, the church has had challenges like this all through history. 
And typically the church shines brighter in these yes. kind of circumstances. Yes. But in all reality, you're right, uh, Tom, we're facing some strange days. Romans chapter 1 days. Yeah. Uh, sin is insanity. Yeah, it is. Uh, when you give yourself to a godless mind, you actually lose your mind. Right. And you don't think straight. Right. Uh, the world is upside down. And uh, hopefully the Christians are the up, right side up people oh, I that can so. address it and do something about it. Well, we certainly need uh, worldwide, and especially nationwide revival. I mean, to absolutely to to sweep the nation. And I was hoping this great glory thing. We had we had twenty one thousand five hundred come to the two nights at Great Glory, and and I believe it was seventeen hundred first time commitments, and then we gave out about twenty eight hundred Bibles. And wow. 144,000 watched it online, and, and another 1,500 and some made commitments online. But man, every little commitment helps. Oh, every absolutely. certain absolutely. person coming to Jesus absolutely. helps. And it has really vitalized the number of the churches. I just went to a follow-up meeting from that last week, and to hear what some of the churches are happening in some of the churches, and, and that people are still getting saved, you know, and, yeah. and it's, uh, yeah. man, we anymore... People getting saved, you just don't hear people talking about it. Not here, not yeah. too much in America. It's happening. Uh, yeah, as Finney would say, the the wind of God, the wind of revival is blowing, and wherever you trim your sails to catch that wind, yeah, you can be born along. Well, that's a good and pool. and it's happening. You know, it's happening in in um, you know China. Yep, it's happening it in in Algeria. It's happening in South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the great need there. Uh, they do well in evangelism, but the great need there is uh, training, discipleship, right. and they lack that seriously. And and the truth of the matter is, we lack it here. Yeah, and that's one thing that that pushed me into the deeper life uh, seminars, trying to take people deeper. We are plagued with shallowness. Yeah, uh, mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, it is pretty. I guess the hand of God doesn't say coincidental, but maybe the hand of God that we asked you to. To come here, my friend Jay, you know, he just said, "You've just got to get Mike here," and and he he helped the cause, of course, too. But but to, to know and then to find out what you're doing with this this yeah. spiritual formation thing, that was exactly what we're looking for. I mean, yeah. just exact. I mean, of course, you only have three chances to speak. Well, two really, but yes. I mean, three services and yeah. and uh, and but we want to make we're going to make the most of those and. And were you guys hit much with COVID in your school or anything like that way back? Yes. The, you know, the school had to close for a, about a semester. Uh-huh. But they immediately shifted to online. They already had online programs. They shifted to online programs. And and then they started back up in the fall. Yeah. Uh, we got, we you know, around here we got hit too. And, and our church got hit with with it last May. We had a, just what we're having here, a spiritual life. Yeah. In fact, you were going to come to that one first, and yeah. we got, yeah. and we ended up getting the other because you couldn't come, and a long story. But, right. but uh, lucky you didn't because at that <laughs> one we had a breakout. Uh, we had the services, and we had lunch together on that Saturday. Well, we ended up with 35 people getting COVID out of that lunch. Three died. Six, oh, were, in a ho- six were in the hospital. Oh, it was, oh, it was devastating oh. to the church. I mean, wow. it was... Devastating, and of course we took the next week off, and uh, was able to come back and went outside for a while, and gradually, gradually got back. I thought to myself, "Man, are we going to recover from this thing?" And mm. uh, but we're back about seventy-five percent uh, oh, of, of people, and uh, and then there's the other twenty-five percent at least are online watching, so yeah. they're watching. Yeah. But yes. we're trying to get everybody back 
to the house yeah, again. You have to. I tell them it's not church. It's not church when you're sitting home in your recliner and your pajamas watching. Yeah, that's if that's the best you can do. It's the best you can do. Yeah. But church is a corporate body coming together. Amen. That's yeah, church. It is. That's his body. Well, guess what? We're out of time today, so we're going to have to do one more show. Sorry about that, because hey. i got some other things I want to talk about. <laughs> you know, get talk, I haven't talked in so long, it's just kind of good to catch up. So anyway, well, again, I've been with Dr. Michael Avery from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, God's Bible College, and he's down. Uh, he did a seminar for us at our church, and we're certainly glad to have him. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks, Tom. Lord bless you, folks. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.